and girls, this is uh, actually take three. Somebody's not firing on all cylinders today, all right? It's Franchise Buys Games. That's nice guy, Johnny. Good evening, everybody. He is the producer of the show. I am old franchise. I am also half with it, quarter with it, for some reason. Normally, Johnny, you flick that microphone on, and it's game time for me. Like, as soon as I say that microphone light, blink on. You better believe it. Better believe one of the one of the fucking most avant-garde podcasters out there, do you? But well, I'm here to support you, buddy. I'm here to support you. I'll tell you what, then. Let's just fucking run this. You start the show. Start the show. Start the show. Well, let's start. We always start. Hashtag what you've been playing. I thought you were going to go in and do the full intro. Like, I'm sitting here drinking whiskey. I thought you were... <laughs> I'm all about efficiency, mate. What you've been playing? (laughs) I thought you were taking the pull in row there, just like, nah, what you've been playing? (laughs) This is Franchise Buys Games. I'm Nice Guy Johnny. I tell you what, then, what you've been playing, you go first. Because that was fucking delightful. I just want to drink some more. Well, okay. I know we kind of made a bit of a pact last week about getting the completely wrong release date for Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Error. Um, but we made a pack that would be playing it. Um, I haven't. <laughs> to cut a long story short, um, well, tell you we'll what, it's in... lucky. It's lucky one of us on this podcast fucking commits commits to his deals. We'll talk about it. I have my reasons. Yes. Don't make very, sense. But I have my very reasons. good reasons as well, and I'm going to piggyback on the back of them. But. Before we get into that, because that's probably going to be part of the the bigger the bigger picture on this episode. Have you what have you been playing, Johnny? So clearly you haven't been playing Resident Evil Three Remake. What have you been playing this week? Oh, I, I dove back into The Witcher, head first with the concrete hat on. <laughs> what you've been threatening this for weeks? It's been coming. We knew it was coming. But I'm, do, I'm basically I'm in, I'm still doing White Orchard because I'm just. <laughs> visiting um well, like question marks all over the place because like in the early days when i played the, the played the game the first time i moved straight on and never went back i'm thinking yeah. fuck it i'm gonna because it's like a game in itself the first le- first area 100 percent. so i'm gonna devote devote some good 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 time playing that um that being said i had a sneak go on um game pass because i just wanted something just to you know, just to pick up and play. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't feeling Death Stranding at the moment. Um, I think I need to be in the right frame of mind to get into that. Um, I'd, I'd done all my kind of escapism in, in GTA 5. Yeah. And then suddenly I realised oh, I'm, I'm, I'm at those missions where I was just like, ah, oh, I'm at the point in the game where I was just a bit boring. Aye. Get over the hump. So that, that stopped in its work. So I went on Game Pass and... Well, I've been eating a lot of potatoes this week because <laughs> there's a segue thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I, I got myself a delivery of food, didn't I? From uh, the wholesalers. The old wholesaler. That was about a week and a bit ago. Um, seven and a half kilos of potatoes is a lot of potatoes for like a <laughs> household of two. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so. I remember I messaged you. I was like, uh, I feel like Matt Damon in The Martian here. I'm just eating <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> so I was going through Game Pass. This is where there's a point. There's, there's a point to this. Um, I downloaded Surviving Mars, the uh, 
a city builder simulation game on Mars. Holy shit, son. Uh, yeah. Hands up. Old franchise. Titular protagonist in franchise buys games. Claims to be some sort of um, fucking... What's them like an oracle in the gaming world? Never even heard of this. Surviving Mars? Never even uh, heard of. Well, I will pick the left field ones, won't I? So somebody has to, Johnny, because they don't call me Mister Triple A for now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, basically, SimCity on Mars. Uh, but is it good? It 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 is addictive, like um, and I did like SimCity, but it, it's well, pretty I, cool. Yeah, so it's, it's essentially, doubt. pick your colonists, right? You, the first things land with like some robots. No, that's a, that's the thing. You send you send your first remote thing there, and it's basically all these little robots that start scavenging and build things. And then you build right. like a hub, and you build like a biodome. And then once you've built the dome, you put some businesses there, and then you can select the colonists as you get applicants. Right. Um, and so you've got like you know, scientists, botanists, industrial workers, um, medical staff. Uh, retail, uh, leisure, you know, services and all that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So you got to pick them, so you've got to balance the, the environment. So obviously you need your science workers for R&D, you need your, your labourers to 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 toil, oh, you know, build stuff. Um, your scientists, your leaders and stuff. Um, but then you've got all select attributes, and these people don't get on, you know what I mean? So all right. Then, I... So if, if basically then you just got to start building communities of where people interact to get the best out of people. So it starts off quite small of like build this structure, build some power and build like an oxygen reclaimer or water reclaimer, that kind of thing. And then more and more people come. um, And then you just got to, you just got to start managing that. So once the kind of things start taking care of themselves, like the the infrastructure, you've got to start managing the people. Like community management. Yeah, and then after that, it, but I haven't got to it yet, but then you'll have, like, events that come, and apparently you've got, like, wars can start, rival corporations, aliens can turn up. Um, this sounds incredibly deep for a game that I'd never even heard of. It's deep, and it's, like, to be fair, it'll probably be better on a, on a PC. I think a lot of those games are. Because you do spend your time flicking around for, on, the, on, you know, on the interface, but, uh, no, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I know the thing is, I'll, I'll go back and I'll look at it and go, I'm not happy, I'll start again. <laughs> but Those kind of yeah. games, it's always the fucking case. Like SimCity or Tropico is another big one that I've spent a lot of time with. Uh, you, you do end up, you have like a couple of test runs and you're like, right, now I know I can shave an hour off my game time by just doing X, Y and Z first. I'm, uh, no, that's, that's interesting, that, mate. I, I blew me away with that you have. Yep, I thought I'd just pluck, a, pluck one out left field. and I'm like, The other thing I'm really interested in trying is uh, the totally realistic delivery service. The, the totally real... Like, is that the right one? Getting back to Death Stranding here, or...? No, no, the um, there's one on the Game Pass. Is it is it called that? I, th- I think I know the one you're talking about. I it's, have... like, it's like um, a bit um, physics-y. Um, yeah, yeah. No, totally reliable delivery service. My yeah. bad. Yeah, so, no, no, I, I know, I know the game you speak of. This might be your niche now. This might be your, as we grow, as this podcast grows and learns from itself, uh, learns from the sins of the father. I think we're we're starting to etch out a, a nice little role for you as random game pass game trier. 
if when things come on, if there's more, because um, you've got all the Life is Strange things on there. Yeah, yeah. I'm always, I'm always a big fan of the old adventure games. Yeah. Things like that. Like, I don't know if any of you kids out there played um, Grim Fandango. Hands down, one of the, the best games ever. Superb. I, uh, it wasn't too long ago Grim Fandango got the remaster and came back out on everything, and I've, I've re-bought it again on fucking everything. I didn't finish it though on the on the second play around like on the second go around I can't even remember if I finished it on the first if I'm honest it came out that long ago but yeah but that's what I've been playing tried that out and try to I'm going to try a few other things out I mean I I do want to complete Death Stranding I just need to have some need to have the wind in me sails to do it I think yeah I was going to say you need to be in the you need to be in the mindset like unless you've been putting unless you've been like serving some time with Death Stranding, if you know what I mean. Like if if that's the only thing you're playing, like around the launch window, I racked up a good forty odd hours in that game, but it was the only thing I was playing, so it was constantly fresh in my mind, and it that nothing else was out at the time, to my knowledge, that I can remember. There was two: there was Death Stranding and something else came out at the same time. Jedi was it? My I got Jedi at the same time. Yeah. For that. So, so I was like jumping between the two of them, but now, now there's too much come out uh, to go back to Death Stranding. Now, I mean, it's part of us that wants to. It's got a taste, you know. When I don't know how to best describe it, other than it's got a taste. You know, if you've got a memory from your childhood, and like mm-hmm. that memory might be triggered by a smell, but you get this memory gets triggered, but then all of a sudden. Uh, everything comes with it so maybe a feeling like a temperature feeling in your body or a taste through through just something getting triggered when you say death stranding i can see i can see the world i can see sound porter bridges in that world and there's a there's a like a general feeling that comes with that like an all-over body feeling like a like a taste to that game and I will, I will, well, I'm not saying I will. I'd like to go back. I just, I don't know if too much has happened, Johnny. I don't know That's if too, a, much, too much time's gone. I remember it's it's like back when I got Metal Gear 3, which is a phenomenal game. And I got it uni, started playing it, and just, just didn't get into it because I didn't have the wind in my sails. There was other things, stuff going on. Yeah. And eventually I just traded it in. I was like, I know what, I'm going to give up. And then re-bought it, played it. And I was just like, you know, that's that's one of the best gaming experience I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's got to be the right place at the right time. So I'm pretty sure I'll come back to it. Um, I'd like to think I would. I'd like to think I would. But with me, I've got a, a horrific fucking back catalogue there. There's precedent for games like that, where huge open world games, unless unless I commit to them and no other, unless I enter into some sort of fucking monogamous relationship with this giant open world game then they, they don't get finished like I mean I look back and look at the likes of Horizon Zero Dawn I committed to that and only that I put 70 odd hours into that game and finished that but then I look at the likes of Assassin's Creed Odyssey which I absolutely fell in love with adored that game but too many pretty little things started coming along and catching mm-hmm. me eye and yeah before I knew it, I was had my fingers all over something else, didn't I? And then it just went unfinished. 
I, th- I think in this, in this did like at this time in history, I need games with payoff. Yeah, a little bit, and I'm um, as much. And I, I think Death Stranding to get a payoff is going to need a lot of effort. Going to need a lot of time, like. So there's other things in in the immediate vicinity that will certainly give a payoff. So in a, in a far shorter time window. So, wanna, um, so, so yeah. you, you've been playing this weird Mars game. Uh-huh. Left field, nice <clears throat> Johnny Game Pass of the week. Fucking Mars, Mars, SimCity or Mars. What was it called? Surviving Mars. Surviving Mars. Anything else? Or is that it? Has that been, has that that, been the that's time? Been it. That's been it. I didn't get the key release of the last week. Resident Evil 3. Well, I did. I did. But before I get to that, I finished Doom. Way! <laughs> After I said had, you were walking away. <laughs> I, I told, I said I was going to either walk away or I had to finish it. And I dropped the difficulty to finish it. And I tell you what, that game, when I dropped it to easy, I, I started to really fucking enjoy that game. Like, a lot. But... There the need to be some serious balancing in that for me. Like, and if people will come at me and just say, "Oh, fucking hell, just get good." Like, I will, I'll, I'll own it that I am not. I am no longer in the in the the target demographic for frenetic, fucking fast-paced first-person shooters. My first-person shooter now is it's much more a technical first-person shooter, it's much more a strategic first-person, slower-paced first-person shooter. But that being said, uh, playing it on easy was very, very fun. Uh, <laughs> stunning game, really enjoyed it. The storyline took some fucking liberties with the lore of the Doomslayer and the, the tried to... I feel like they had a skeleton and they quickly just put as much meat on these bones as we possibly can in such a short space of time. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all. I think it's a, it is a cheesy, even the 2016 reboot had enough cheese about it. That was, that was balanced out with just pure fucking badass. If you know what I mean? It was like, it was like any good eighties action movie. Yeah. Yes. So much cheese, but so much fuck me. That was, brilliant yeah. like just the soundtrack is the perfect score where everything was just amazing about it once i put it on easy but my main qualm is easy was too easy <laughs> i couldn't fucking do it on normal and easy had zero challenge there needed to be some level of balance in there and there's these motherfuckers out here playing that on nightmare and that and i just think why i've clearly missed something here so it's done, Johnny. It's boxed off. I refuse to try the multiplayer. Well done, complete completionist. Finished it. Finished. So that Animal Crossing, obviously still on Animal Crossing. This fucking annoying little rabbit fella's turned up now. It's fucking Easter eggs everywhere. Fucking <laughs> everywhere. And a fucking digger. I kind of dig a fossil up without earth and an Easter egg. I kind of <sighs> try and pull a carp out of a pond without pulling up a water Easter egg. Just unnecessary. The amount of eggs, unnecessary. Finished them three houses, so I've got three new islanders now. That was a canny fucking slog. While I'm busy setting up the way I'd put it, like I'd set the three plots out 
it was all, it was almost like I had like another part of my island. I was like, right, well, I'm putting everybody's houses on that. So I bridged over to it and I cleared the trees out and I've got these three plots and I put me like crafting station, which is a huge part of Animal Crossing now, by the way. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that, but crafting, I put me craft workbench essentially in the middle of it all. And I was just going from plot to plot and I was like, right, what do I need for this? And I was like, right, back to the middle where I have my workbench and I'm fucking hammering it out. And then every two fucking minutes, there's a like a like a balloon flies overhead with like a present hanging off it. So I was whipping the slingshot out and pinging it down. Every bastard one of them was either an egg or a fucking DIY recipe for these eggs. <laughs> and then I couldn't fucking get every time I was like, right, I've had enough of this. I'm just going to go back to my house. I'm trying to get to my house and the fucking rabbit's standing on the bridge. I'm like, are oh, you having my fucking life here? I'm going to do you. I'm going to fucking do you. <laughs> <laughs> I got me fucking, I had me axe out and everything. I was like, if I could, if I could decapitate that rabbit now, I absolutely would. But nah, still playing Animal Crossing, still chipping away on that. And then, obviously, the big release of the week, Resident Evil 3 Remake. So we'll just... i tell you what it is, Johnny. Obviously, I've played it. Uh, you haven't, but we've definitely both got thoughts on this. But I think we'll leave that to the end of the show. We'll leave that to be the main feature of this episode. Before we get to that... Let's just jump into the the little bits of choice cuts that we've got this week, Johnny. The choice cuts of gaming news flayed, flayed from the very embodiment of the game industry, strapped to a table in the back of old franchise, tapas and butchery, whatever the fuck I used to call it. Uh, we've got a not a lot, but enough this week, Johnny, I feel. I think there's been a, a, a rather fucking neutron bomb news drop. Yeah, I think there's been some key news drops. Not not nothing in terms of quantity, but um, some some serious news. Serious, serious news. So we'll get into the we'll get into the. I was going to call it the biggest, but it's like, is it the worst? It could be the worst news. Um, the, so the Last of Us Two uh, has been delayed indefinitely. Yep, not just by a few months, indefinitely indefinitely and i mean there's a there's an element of horror that comes with that because we were so fucking close to getting that game in our hands there's an element of oh no like what and then i was gonna blame the fucking covid19 pandemic or what but i feel the one i really feel sorry for here is iron man vr who also got delayed on the same day nobody's talking about it. <laughs> like, nobody cares. And Iron Man VR, from the previews I've seen, it was shaping up to be a really fucking good VR game. And, and just nobody cares, because The Last of Us 2 delayed. So I've got an article here, which is on Tech Radar. You could find this fucking anywhere, because this blew up. Uh, the internet was ablaze with talk of The Last of Us Part 2 being delayed. And um, Both games were due to release in May. Obviously, Last of Us Part 2 on the 29th and Iron Man VR on the 15th. Uh, Sony has recently announced both games have been delayed indefinitely due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Begs the question for me, Johnny. Why do it, why in 2020 does Sony presume that it wouldn't do gangbusters digitally on these games? Mm-hmm. That's what I don't understand, unless it's because they're concerned that people just won't have the disposable income 
but I don't know. Personally, I don't see why. I think COVID might be a, um, might be a scapegoat on this one, like. I think it might be, and I I think there's something around. You know, he's they're talking about it's nearly done with development. Nearly done is not the same as done. No. So it's not ready. To, it's not ready, basically. Nah. Final Fantasy Seven. Let's say using the other example because they have tried to ship that early, haven't they? A little bit to try that and make sure they. Um, except mine. Mine's coming later. You poor bastard. Yeah, but you know, there's a difference there. That was done and ready to ship. Yeah. So you you can talk about the, you know whether they're worried about spoilers or not for this, but I don't think so. At the end of the day, I don't think um gaming companies are worried about spoilers. They're worried about the bottom lines <laughs> and what exactly. they can do. Right. So it's not ready. We, we we heard the rumours of crunch things and things getting done about it. You know, you can't exactly do that under this environment where you're either working from home or you, you know, your your workforce is self-isolating. So I, yeah, they were already pushed to get it ready. This is just the straw that brought the camels back. I think. Yes, I was going to say the the perfect analogy of the straw that brought the camels back. And they they were up against it with the crunch accusations flying around and hence the indefinitely part. Indefinitely, I like it could come out two weeks after its original penned release date. It could, for it all could. we know, like it indefinitely doesn't necessarily mean it's fucking dead in the water. No, providing it's not being delayed to release on PS5 as a PS5 exclusive. But I think it's too long in the it's too far in the development cycle now to be like right now we're not going to release that. No, it's the it's one it's the swan song, isn't it? The PlayStation. It, it, it is. It is. I mean, there's this and Ghost of Tsushima. They're the last two big games you've got coming. And given this delay, Iron Man's delayed. How how many days away? Are we from the ghost of Tsushima delay at this point? What I will say, though, in in terms of delays, it's been true in the past where you've had delays and they've still released, you know, a mediocre game. Yeah. But of all recent ones that have had big, major games that have had major delays or reasonable delays, Mm -hmm. they've all come out and been the better for it. Just stop you there, sir. Crackdown 3. <laughs> okay. Yes, there's an exception that breaks the... <laughs> the exception that proves the rule. Crackdown no, no, 3. And I'm talking really recent. I'm talking the things in the yeah, last yeah. year or two. Yeah, so yeah. probably coming from like Red Dead, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Red Dead 2 was um, significantly delayed. And I think it was all the four. You know, the, the content in that was all the, all the better for it. Yeah. So That 17-hour epilogue was uh, the better for yeah, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Where you effectively just play the first one again. <laughs> so it, it it's shitty news, because um, I guess everyone's looking forward to you know, from a gaming point of view, it's having a boom, an absolute boom. But what else is there to do right now? You know what I mean? A lot of people are resorting to, uh, I mean the two two of the highest selling items um, from Amazon have been the Nintendo Switch, which is now mm. out of stock everywhere, and dildos. So that, essentially, <laughs> that, that shows you what that shows you what people have been doing during this lockdown, trying to get the gaming in, frigging themselves. That's that's essentially. 
I'm just seeing the Amazon account now. <laughs> Users who bought this also bought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now with HD Rumble. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm always late to the party. Not with dildos. Sorted myself out that while ago. Never, um, never with dildos. But with a Switch. I did. I was talking to you about buying it. Obviously, I thought about it too much. That's my, my curse. Not I overthink things. Yeah, I think you still might get a Switch Lite. I just don't think if you wanted a switch that you dock, I think you would look uh, like I think you shit out of luck. Ah, uh, bigger the better. And uh, my fucking switch is broke, by the way. You're um, joking. Not the switch. The switch is fine. It's me left Joy-Con. Me left Joy-Con was working at the point of the last Nintendo Switch console update, um, and then I didn't touch it again until Animal Crossing came out, and then when I went to put Animal Crossing in. I noticed that the left Joy-Con was totally dead, even though it had been attached to the Switch the whole time. Um, I thought, oh, fuck, I haven't connected it properly. It hasn't charged. And sure as damn it, it was connected properly. Uh, and it just is dead. I can't do anything about it. I can't get it to charge because the only option I've got to charge this for is connected to the Switch in the dock. So um, I think... In the business, we call it fucked. What happened then? I don't know. I think it's just bricked. I think my left Joy-Con's just fucking bricked. The left Joy-Con's been problematic since launch. There's been a big problem with drift on the left Joy-Con. So it was highlighted. I think it was a, a very common problem that people weren't talking about until somebody came out and like broke the dam and released a video playing Zelda and they ran and stopped put the Joy-Con down, and then the fucking, the world just started to spin. <laughs> that left Joy-Con's got some serious drift issues, but my left Joy-Con took it one further, and just stopped working altogether. Luckily, I've got the Pro Controller. Um, so, I, I'm not, granted, if I want to go anywhere, if I, I well, I'm not exactly going to be travelling anytime soon, am I? But no. that's, it is me travel. <laughs> no, <console>. no. <laughs> but I would normally, I would just play it in handheld. On If I was travelling with it, if I was on a plane or in a hotel anywhere and I wanted to play some, uh, I would just play it handheld. But now I need to, if, I, if that is an option, if I do need to go anywhere very soon, which is highly doubtful, I'll have to take the Pro Controller with it. Not, not, it's not the worst case scenario, but I'd rather me left Joy-Con wasn't fucked, if you know what You're I mean. Just inconvenienced. Inconvenient. Well, it's and the inconvenience. I'm going to have to pay like fucking 60 quid to buy another pair now. I could buy one left Joy-Con, like secondhand. And I'd be like, oh, might as well. The amount of money you'll pay for one Joy-Con, you might as well buy two new ones. <laughs> That's that old franchise mentality again. <laughs> Keeping the economy alive since 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping your economy afloat since the 80s. The uh, I saw there's a little bit of switch news for you, totally out of the fucking blue. So yes, Johnny, The Last of Us two delayed. Iron Man VR delayed indefinitely, blamed on the COVID nineteen pandemic. I've yes, got my next. doubts. I've yes, got my next. doubts. Let's fucking move swiftly on to the next piece of gaming news this week. You've got it's, it's on you, Johnny. It's on you this cool. one. Cool. Well, the the, the BAFTA uh, Game Awards were the other week. Yeah. Uh, took place on the 2nd of April. Uh-huh. Um, uh, winner of Best Games, 
the Outer Wilds. Right, now we discussed this. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the first episodes since the reboot. We discussed the, the BAFTA nominations. I, I don't see how that won Game of the Year. Like, I don't, I just don't. I don't care how good that game is. It's not the Game of the Year. Oh, I think out of the ones that were there, um, and I've, I haven't played them, but I've read up on them and watched you play them. I put it would either be probably Control, actually. Control was a fucking unbelievable game. I think, uh, and then um, and Sekiro was in there, in the in the nominations. Like as soon as either one of those two, as soon as you're in the running with either one of those two games, you, if you're officially in a glamour tie, you are humbled by the fact that you're mentioned in the same breath as one of those two games and to win in a category against both of them I don't agree sir I'm sorry I'm not shitting on the game all I'm saying is like how can I put this yeah god I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> 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 this is the first example I popped in my head wood just doesn't fly it's 2020 the uh I just I don't I don't say it. It's not a slight on the game. It's just yeah, you're talking like that game is Premier League. Control and Sekiro a Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's the difference. And yes, Premier League. I'm aware that some of the Premier League teams go in the Championship, the the Champions League. I'm I'm dying on my feet here, Johnny, with this metaphor. Feel free to step in any time you want. It's a mid-table Premier League team against Champions you just don't, League You just don't agree. I can tell you don't agree. I don't agree at all. I don't but agree not, at all. Just, just clarify your position one more time for me, please. Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> they're not in the same league. They're in a league. This but they're different leagues. You shouldn't drink on a news podcast. <laughs> on a, on a shit-talking podcast, do what you want. But it's uh, Tuesday night. It's Tuesday uh, night. Good Lord. Right then. Lord. Well, that, that was the BAFTAs. I mean, I, I, the other thing is, after so many... Apex Legends won Best Multiplayer Game. Um, Fair. Fair. Death Stranding, even though being nominated for nearly all of them, um, was uh, got the best technical achievement. Again? I mean, what what element of it are they trying to pin what? the technical <laughs> achievement on, though? Uh, it's the BAFTAs, you know what I mean. It, it, it's different, you know. It's you know. It's, but I mean, somebody needs the somebody needs to be stopped here, because what's Death Stranding done that was technically more proficient than any other game that's come before it? I don't know. Probably what it managed to squeeze in. Uh, to be honest, I mean, it was a fairly empty world, really. I suppose. No, I'm not just going to shit on it. I'm not just going to shit on it because I'm whiskey drunk. Go on, go on. <laughs> I'm not just going to shit on it because the whiskey's kicked in. I always find out that you know, things like this, like when you've got like Academy Winners, Walt, and Bluber, things like that, it always ah. seems to be the cool thing to ignore the commercial successes. Yeah. And, you know, there's a reason why some things are commercially successful because we're, we're a fickle bunch. If oh, games I'm- aren't... Games aren't good enough. We'll we'll play them and tell them they're not good enough. Oh, we'll bury them. We'll go Dif- one further. Films, I think. There's some people who can convince themselves that shit films are good. Yeah. 
But um, games wise, you know, you know, I you know the, I know one game. Well, one person we know who always you know, you know if he really doesn't like it, he brings out the PlayStation Two graphics uh, critique. That comparison <laughs> fucking bores my piss. And he knows it does. <laughs> but yeah, so I th- I think you know take it from what it's worth. The you know the Academy, I, th- I think you know it's the same as the Oscars and films. They always go with the arty ones and ignore kind of the yeah. commercial successes. Yeah. So. Well, I fucking disagree. Fuck you, Baftas. Right in your dick. Fuck like, you, Bafta. <laughs> fuck Mr. Bafta. Right in his fucking eyeballs. Next story. <laughs> well, before we touch on the um the uh, the, the main stuff, um, Final Fantasy VII is released on the tenth. It is. Um, those downloading digitally can start preloading now. Are you preloading, sir? Uh, I will after this podcast, I think. Get preloading because it's 90 gigabytes to 100 gigabytes big. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking mammoth game, that like. It is. It is. I, I am now going to have to delete Battlefield. Oh, goodbye, Battlefield. Goodbye. I have to make have a choice. Have you got nothing else I can go other than Battlefield? Oh, what have I got on there? So Death Stranding's on. Warzone's on again, a hundred gigs worth of that. I but we'll play that a lot. No, so that's be staying on Battlefield. You know, it's one of the other really. Yeah, yeah. So I'll try and keep that one on. Um, I've still got Elite Dangerous on me, on me PlayStation. Are you playing that a lot? No, <laughs> but there's something in the back of my mind, just like I might. Just get lost I might. In I might. So I could get rid of that. Um. Nah, should be fine. But anyway, it it's out and it's getting reviews and it looks pretty good. It's reviewing very well, very well indeed. It's plucked the nostalgia um heartstrings as it does. Yeah. But I think the main thing I'm seeing from the the talking points is that people who wanted to be disappointed by it mm-hmm. are completely the other way. Blown away. Yeah. So it's, it, it seems to be one of those um, instances where, and it was when we played the demo, where like the hype a little bit kind of weighed up to what it actually is and then some. Yeah, yeah. So I am very much looking forward to it. Um, it's getting delivered on Saturday. Oh, hopefully. God. I Which means so. it's coming after the Easter holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're getting that end of April. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I apologise. <laughs> Don't spoil it for us, all right? I'm not going to. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of it. I wouldn't dream of it. But I am. Uh, I haven't seen the reviews, which have done nothing but fucking bolster the fucking hype. Uh, I'm. I'm literally. I'm fucking shitting kittens waiting for this game now. Like, I've been listening. Like when I'm because I'm. I'm doing the whole working from home thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listening to the Final Fantasy VII remake soundtrack, like the orchestral version. I have never, never typed so furiously. Right, superb. Email comes in from the boss, and then the fight team starts. Not very much looking forward to that one, Johnny. I can only hope, seeing as well, I'll be preloading it this eve, probably. 
Um, I can only hope that I've finished Resident Evil 3 by then, which shouldn't take as long, seeing as other games are only about three minutes long. Well, let's segue into that, the main story of the week. What was released, and I'm guessing, what have you been playing? So, last week we said this week would predominantly be a Resident Evil episode. Um, we'll talk a lot on Resident Evil and we'll, we'll wrap up the whatever's remaining on this podcast with Resident Evil talk. So, off the bat, give me the reason why you didn't buy this game, Johnny. It's not that I can't afford it, right? But it's 50 quid to download and to buy physically. Mm-hmm. 50 quid, right? Now, I know AAA games things and things like go for like 60 quid things now, right? Yeah, but Resident Evil 2 was 40, I think. Yeah. 40 quid. And Resident Evil 2 has got a lot of stuff going for it game-wise. Yes. Now, I know Nemesis, uh, sorry, well, Nemesis, to give it its original title, yeah. um, is not a long game. No. So 50 quid seemed like a lot. And 50 in a quid. Split, in, split instance, it boiled my piss and I spat my dummy out. <laughs> I'm, and I'm, I'm, emotion, I'm emotionally fragile more these days, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a, a little hissy fit at the TV and fucked off to play GTA 5. <laughs> no, you're 100% right in 50 quid is a big ask for this game. It's not that Resident Evil 3 Remake isn't absolutely stunning. It's not that it isn't mechanically sound. It's not that it isn't a brilliant game. I think the problem with this game is that it came only a year removed from Resident Evil 2 using the same engine and a fucking handful of the same assets. I mean, you go in the same fucking locations as Resident Evil 2. You've got all the same fucking zombie models. Uh, A lot of the assets have just translated over. And can I just say Resident Evil 2 has the two protagonists. So Mm -hmm. your boy Leon and Claire. And each one of those has a playthrough. Each one of those has two playthroughs. Yeah, yeah. Two scenarios. there's, There's potentially, there's four playthroughs of that game. For, and much like you, I only paid 40 quid for that game. A lot of hours, a lot of gameplay hours in that for the, and that was fucking new and shiny. We hadn't seen the RE engine in the Resident Evil universe outside of the first person Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. We hadn't seen it do third person. And when we saw Resident Evil 2 do it, it was fucking mind-blowing. Resident Evil 3 looks like DLC for Resident Evil 2. And I'm not shitting on the game I'm really enjoying my time with the game. It's fucking stunning. Of course it is. It's the same engine that Resident Evil 2 ran on. I don't even think it's had any under-the-hood fucking tweaks. It's just... Just as stunning. The thing is, I, I, I have no doubt we were talking about payoffs earlier on in the, in the podcast. I'd get a payoff. I'd get a very quick, fast payoff. Oh, 100%. This. You'd get a payoff within seven hours. You've done that game. But then I'd just feel like I've paid a lot of money for this... Whereas I paid less money for more. Yeah. And I, I just, it's that difference in 10 quid, I and feel. I, think that's I was where willing to pay 40 quid for the game, not 50. You're 100% fucking right on that. You're absolutely bang on the money with that one. It's not, um, it's not a 50 quid game. 
And I know given the situation, it's easy for it to be. And I don't want to accuse them people of profiteering. I know you still got to make money, but it's you not. Know, they had a blinder in terms of right place, right time. Yeah. You know, he's a brand new game. It's actually being treated as like a big, massive release. What it is. One of the key releases for April. And, uh, well, yeah, it's a uh, little made money, but I, I just, I just feel it didn't make money from me and you've lost someone who really actually cares about. Yeah. You've lost an actual resident evil fan. I think I just, I don't know the price point's too high for what it is. Yes. There's this fucking ball on multiplayer experience. Hands up. Who the fuck's going to play that? Like, not me. I've got absolutely no interest in that whatsoever. My Resident Evil. If I wanted to play an online Resident Evil game, you damn sure better make it better than a fucking asymmetric four-on-one ball-on. I want a a fucking... I, I want a Resident Evil MMO if I want to play Resident Evil online. Or I want a co-op much like Resident Evil 5 me and you played through Resident Evil 5 how many times Resident Evil oh. 5 weren't even a brilliant Resident Evil game if we're honest but how many times did we play through that oh, we must have been in double figures in co-op just because we wanted to unlock the next thing and unlock the next thing that and unlock the next and that was the joy of the game it was designed around that you know what I mean yeah so. yeah and you paid less for that than you for a remake of Resident Evil 3 you, you're literally paying for how that game looks it's relying on its looks to bring in the money, much like any Instagram model. I would, <laughs> I would ram off the top of my head. It's relying on its looks to bring in the money because it's, it does nothing mechanically that Resident Evil 2 Remake didn't do. If you're going to do a remake, you've got to throw in content, like more stuff into it. Well, I haven't finished it yet, Johnny, but I've, I can only be here a couple of hours away from, from rolling credits on it at this point. It's not long. I've, I've seen people... On a on a on a moderately paced playthrough, doing it in five hours. Five hours. Well, I mean, Nemesis was always a quicker game. Nemesis felt like Nemesis felt like the departure from full survival horror into action horror. Nemesis felt like if you put all of the time into Resident Evil Two, which we did, OG Resident Evil Two, PlayStation Resident mm-hmm. Evil Two. If you put the time into that and you got all the playthroughs, which we did, and you unlock this weapon, that weapon, then you unlock fucking Tofu, you unlock Hunk, and you end up playing through the game as one of the fucking, um, what was he? He was like a Raccoon City fucking Special Forces. Oh, yeah. Was he the Umbrella kind of? Yeah. Umbrella Special Forces. You played through as him. That was Hunk. You played through as him. And he had the machine gun, and I mean, Leon could have the machine gun, and it was the first time they'd introduced a fucking fully automatic weapon, and all of a sudden this started to lean more from being a survival horror. It had, like, a, a machine gun's more of an action game-type gun. Uh, Resident Evil 3 remake was heavy on that kind of stuff. Not the remake, the original. Heavy on the machine guns and whatnot, that kind of weaponry. And Jill just already, haven't already dealt with this. She was a returning protagonist. She wasn't like somebody like fresh out of the academy. You know what I mean? She was. She survived the the mansion. So this, it just it was the departure from what we knew. It was the start of something new, which Resident Evil Four absolutely fucking nailed. By the way, it just smashed it out of the park. But 
But it, there's a thing. Always look, felt like a transitional game to me. Whenever they've tried to be more action oriented, like fair enough, four was like interesting, like like and and just superiorly long. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But it was a hell, hell of a game. Then five. Too much action. It was tight. It was again a short game. Yeah, it was. I. Uh... And I don't know if it's just how they do the pacing because it needs to be fast paced. Therefore, the game has to be short. Aye. Uh... So I don't know. Just, uh, I'll keep an eye on it if it gets a drop down in price I'm sure it will at one point and I think I'll buy it because I do want to play it and I, I really enjoy playing the demo to be honest mate, I, th- I can see that getting a price drop fairly quick if I'm honest I don't think it's I don't think it's set the world alight um, I think do you know what it is the overall opinion seems to be yeah this is a fucking brilliant game like well done but the the the, the the Achilles heel of Resident Evil 3 is the fact that it's released so soon after Resident Evil 2. Uh-huh. That's what's done this game in. Because I'm still sitting here with fond memories of Resident Evil 2 remake. Cause they, they, well, they all tie in together, aren't they? Because they're pretty much set. They book, it's either side, isn't it? Was it happening at the like. same time? It almost, it almost feels a little bit like, you know, Maybe the initial plan was to have both of them. That would have made more sense to me if you wanted to charge 50 quid if you released Resident Evil The Collection and it was 2 and 3 remade Uh in one package and you played through Leon, Claire and then Jill. That That would make more sense to me. Well... I think I don't think they're going to stop making remakes. Because, well, uh, we did we did raise this question last week. Um, what would you like to see Capcom's? I mean, we asked this, but obviously it's it's since been answered. But what would you want Capcom to do next? Would you want the numbered Resident Evil entry, so eight, or would you want the next in the remake series? What is it that you'd want? Well, I didn't play seven. Seven was fucking amazing. Like, apart from the first two thirds of seven were fucking amazing. The back end of that game, it got lost. It lost itself in a because, fucking like, rather big way. Like, it fell. It dropped off a cliff. That's how badly it went in the end of that game. But the first two thirds of that game was superb. Because they've kind of established again, like, you no, know, a, a newer direction in the. Resident Evil series, right? Mm-hmm. Which is obviously going to alienate initial fans because it's not what they want. Or J fans. But what they've done there, very savvy, is done the remix to keep the OG fans there. Yeah. So now they've got a model of two, really, haven't they? They can continue with whatever they want the, the Resident Evil 8 to be whilst also knowing that they can probably go back and do another remake of one of the other IP. What they've done is they have Disney Star wars the shit out of this. They have. They have. So you're, every two year cycles you're going to get you're going to get the next numbered iteration followed by the next remake because there's another three remakes in them. Easy. Easy. 
So we'll get into the last choice cut, um, which is obviously we asked that question last week, and it's since been answered. Um, because Resident Evil 8 has actually leaked this week. Yep. So Resident Evil 8 um, is coming out in 2021, apparently. Okay, so we don't have any concrete evidence on this yet, but it's, by all accounts, a rather reliable leak. Resident Evil 8, due in 2021, uh, actually started off development as Resident Evil Revelations 3, but... Uh, I think maybe it was through playtesting, or I, I, I don't I don't know why, but the decision was made to change tact and drop Revelations three and just go full Resident Evil eight on this one. So, do you want to get into some of the fucking juicy bits on it there, like Johnny? Well, the the rumor is it's going to be. Uh have more serious departures from the mainline series um it's probably going to be first person again i think it'll go it'll, it'll maintain the first person yeah and again we'll feature the protagonist ethan winters yes uh, the protagonist from resident evil 7 so again they've just started a nice nice new etched out part of that isn't it it's a new so it's, it's a new it's, it's a new branch on the resident evil yeah. tree but apparently, so the report claims that it will take serious departures. Um, many purists are going to hate it. There's mentions of uh, insanity and mentions of witches and cults. Cults uh, again, hallucinations, and, all that kind of jazz. Yeah, and I mean, you see it, serious, serious departures. None of that. The only thing that is a serious departure there in that whole list of things that are, are coming into the game is fucking insanity like that's it everything else hallucinations well have we had hallucinations in a resident evil game you don't really need hallucinations in a resident evil game it's fucking zombies of course you don't yeah. need hallucinations. <laughs> occultism we've had in four insanity not being able to trust others uh apparently huge thematics of the game hmm interesting but yeah, I mean, at the same time, I, I read so this was on um, Kotaku, um, thinking that Capcom were asking their fans in the Asia region, you know, if a new remake of a Resident Evil title was released, w- would you like to purchase? So I think they'll be going in two veins. So yeah. that's a nice little business model. Yeah. New stuff, new IP, which I appreciate. Not not new not. Not new IP, let's say, but new directions within that franchise. Yes. It's just to keep to keep to keep it from being stale, but then just clutch onto that nostalgia. And you know, and I guess, I guess most fans will be think, oh, Resident Evil Four is next. You know, the, the shining light, and all that kind of thing. But then you mentioned just before this, you know, another title that made perfect sense to me. I don't see Resident Evil Four being. Or right for this level of remake? No. Uh, Resident Evil 4, the only thing that I would possibly change about Resident Evil 4, obviously I'd like to see Resident Evil 4 in the RE engine. I'd like to see fucking anything in the RE engine. That engine is phenomenal. It's stunning. The things that it's spitting out at the minute are some of the best looking games on any platform. Mm. So I'd like to see any game put through the RE engine. 
the reason the the only other thing mechanic wise that Resident Evil Four needs to have addressed is I'd like to have been able to look over the shoulder and move at the same time. Yes. I'd like to be able uh-huh. to aim and move at the same time. That's literally it. Like Resident Evil Four is like a fucking perfect game, and I played Resident Evil Four. I don't know how many different times now. And I will say the one version of Resident Evil 4 that is by far and away the best version is the Wii version of Resident Evil 4. Oh. Yeah. So stick around your fucking pipe and smart it. <laughs> I was half convinced you were going to say GameCube there. But... Nah, the Wii. Because obviously the, the Wii remote interaction when you... Ah, aim, I suppose. Adds another dimension to that one, doesn't it? It's just a whole another dimension to the game. And... and like I said, I've played Resident Evil 4 on at least four different platforms now. But I don't think Resident Evil 4 is ripe for that. Resident Evil 4 was... Resident Evil 4 is all but one of the remakes already, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like The remakes have learned from Res 4. I don't think that... Res 4 didn't have tank controls. Res 4 looked far better than the others. Uh, Re- Resident Evil 4 was the departure that we've now gone back to. Exactly. No, we wouldn't have these remakes if it wasn't for that change of style. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think Resident Evil 4 needs the remake. I think the one that makes sense to me is Code Veronica. Yep. And I agreed when you first said that. Shout. Shout and a half that. I think Code Veronica is by far and away the hardest Resident Evil game. And I sit here as somebody who's played them all. Code Veronica is the hardest Resident Evil game I've ever played the most difficult Resident Evil game I've ever played. And I think Code Veronica is fucking the perfect candidate for the RE Engine remake treatment. Yeah. So Capcom, get it done. Get on it, friends of the show, Capcom. With the, con- with the content in Code Veronica, I'd pay 50 quid for that. Oof. Well, maybe, maybe learn from the mistakes of three and maybe give us Code Veronica and Zero both remade on one game disc. Ooh, Zero, what a shout. What a shout. But I mean, to be fair, they're the only two left, aren't they? Other than four? Well, the, you could go back and do the first one again. You could. I, I know Resident Evil 1 had a remake, but you could remake the remake in RE Engine. Yeah. Aye. But you know, it'll. I think it's got to be chewed. If they do another one, they've got to do it right. Yeah. Now I'm not saying they didn't do, didn't do this one right. I think for what it is, <laughs> you know. And then no. it was the lo- it was the logical thing to make. You know, you've made Re- Resident Evil two, you'll make three. Yeah. But um, I think you know for what you're actually gamers are savvy and they, they won't like be like what there'll be Redux reviews of this. I'm sure where they'll be like, ah, it was good. I wanted more. Yeah. Like, it isn't reviewing bad at all. The <clears> game <throat> isn't bad. If Resident Evil 2 Remake didn't happen, this game's a fucking perfect game. <laughs> but it is the victim of its own success as, as a franchise here. That's my thoughts on it anyway. That's my thoughts on it. Like I say, I'm a couple hours away from finishing, so... Maybe next week I'll be able to tell you I finished that one as well. What was your ultimate payoff? <laughs> Aye. But Final Fantasy VII will be balls deep in Final Fantasy VII by this time next week. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. Just in time for the official furlough as well. Oh, shit, son. Still being worked oh. from home up until this point, but from this weekend, Boris, our mate Boris, uh, I've been officially furloughed, so I've got nothing but time to spend marauding around the streets of Midgar. <laughs> Is there a- well, at least, you know, it, it's perfect timing for that. I appreciate it. it's a, it's a fucked up situation, but yeah, now mate, it's gonna be it's game's gonna keep me sane here. I think I feel uh, heartily sorry for anybody who's been furloughed before now, because if you if you like me and not one who likes to leave the house, um, during times of pandemic for worries of germs and shit, like if you don't have game and like I just hope to God you've got a good hobby. That's all. <laughs> oh. Oh, we look forward to it and next next week's um, episode will be based very much around that one 100% sure. 100% I can't see I can't see it being anything but at this point it's already been spoken about with game of the year and we're in fucking April <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair God Award did the same thing though so yeah yeah Right, have we got anything else we need to talk about here, Johnny? Have you got any more choice cuts? No, no, I'm pretty full, to be honest with you. Pretty full, full as a gun. We'll wrap this up, because we're just about bang on the hour mark. So, boys and girls, this has been uh, Franchise Buys Games, where me and him just sit here and talk about game news and just general, just fucking over-bloated egos battling it out over equally bloated opinions. Tell you what I am going to do next week, Johnny. Not drink as much whiskey as I just did, cause my brain half of that fuck was turned off already. <laughs> were you were you pounding it beforehand? <laughs> might have had a, I might have had a little cheeky one before we started. Who knows? Who knows or dares to dream, sir? I don't even know what day it is, so it seems like <laughs> I, I completely forgot it was Easter for It's it's what and when? Well, on Friday this Friday, it's like Good Friday, isn't it? Is that the one where you're not allowed to eat fish? Aye, you're not allowed one. to eat meat. But like, I would have logged on because I obviously I have, I'm still at work at the moment, so I would have logged on Friday morning. Just like, uh, where's where's everyone? <laughs> it's fucking Easter. Go on. <laughs> well, boys and girls, if you've enjoyed Saturday today, do jump on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us one of them uh, five star reviews. If you want to get in touch with the show, we're available on the socials, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Johnny doesn't do socials, so just follow me, the franchise. P H R A N C H I Z E. Um, and well, you know, if you want to get in touch, get in touch. What did you think of Doom? Am I just a really bad gamer? Have you played Mars Sim City or whatever the fuck it's called? Surviving, Surviving Mars. Mars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And until next time, Liz. Say bye, Johnny. Arrivederci. Skate Panthers. <laughs>